Welcome to Kevin on SaaS. My name is Kevin DeWalt. I'm your host. This is my podcast about SaaS businesses, starting them, growing them, selling more, scaling, all things that founders like myself, product managers, chief marketing officers, content creators, everything we struggle with for finding and building and scaling a SaaS business. And if you're not familiar with the term, SaaS stands for software as a service. It basically means software that you buy off the internet. MailChimp is a good example. Typically, they're sold as a subscription service, often monthly, quarterly, or annual. And they can go from everything from a few dollars a month up to hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, depending on the company. So I plan on uh, talking mostly about my own experiences building products, but I'm also going to do some interviews and try to share with you my own point of view as I interview guests. But in this very first podcast of mine, I'm actually not going to talk about SaaS businesses at all, at least not directly. I'm going to talk a little bit about why I decided to try podcasting, my own motivations, and what I hope to get out of it. And I hope this is valuable for you if you are a SaaS founder, if you're a chief marketing officer, or, or somebody who's involved with trying to reach a bigger audience. I'm going to talk a little bit today about the goals I had in doing this, what I hope we get out of it, and then the experiment that I'm running to see if it's going to work for me. So first, I'm going to talk a little bit about my own history. I've been, uh, if, you, if I don't know you, and I suspect given that I'm just starting this podcast, <laughs> most of the people who are listening to will know something about me. But I've been involved in early stage startups for about, uh, I guess, almost 20 years now. Founder, early employee, investor, angel, uh, shoulder to cry on. I've pretty much uh, done just about every role at early stage companies, almost all in the software space. And for about the last 10 years, I have been uh, blogging. I started in the mid-2000s. It was something that I really uh, enjoyed. And I started off writing about a lot of random topics. And then in towards the late 2000s, I started writing about lean startup and starting uh, a company and using a lot of the lean startup principles that were being advocated by people like Steve Blank and Eric Ries. And it really made a huge difference in my career. I found that I made tons of amazing relationships. I was one of the first people writing about Lean Startup, and I, I, I just made fantastic relationships, you know, business colleagues all over the world. Uh, people like Joel Gascoigne, founder of Buffer, um, Eric Reese, uh, Steve Blank uh, has referred to a bunch of my work, Ash Moria, and it really made a huge impact on my career. And, and in fact, I would say blogging is one of the, the best decisions I've ever made in my career. But unfortunately, that has started to change. And I would say within the last two years, I find myself enjoying blogging less and less. I find that the quality of uh, comments and the quality of reaction to what I to what I do continues to fall. And I, um, I don't enjoy it as much, to be honest with you. Um, and I, I guess it's it's pretty hard when you have to do some creative work and and typically to write a, a good post, a good blog post would mean four to five hours out of a Sunday for me to, to put something that I felt proud putting my name on. And I've just had a more and more difficult um, time, I guess, justifying the own time to myself and, and everyone else that I'm accountable to. And I think there's some actually good reasons for that. Um, number one, the obvious one is that the amount of content out there has just exploded. And with the whole content marketing movement, and I'll be talking a lot about that, what I think is is wrong with it and things that we can do better on this podcast. 
Um, I think the whole content marketing has made just an explosion in, in content and it's, there's just things being shoved down our, our throats. I mean, uh, you know, you look at a site that's a content aggregator, like, you know, growth hackers or, uh, the hacker news, you know, Y Combinator site, and it's just a fire hose of information, much of it written to try to drive you to take a particular action. And I found myself starting to write like this just to get above the noise. And I, I didn't like some things I was writing because I was felt, it felt like I was writing to get someone to take an action instead of to talk about my ideas and, and, and persuade people about a point of view. Um, so I'm not as interested in it anymore. And, and at the same time, I find that I'm actually also reading less. I think it's just the nature, like, like a lot of us, the way I work is changing. I find myself moving around a lot more. I'm jumping between lots of different applications and tasks, and I just no longer spend the time reading content on the internet like I used to. Uh, I did spend some time trying to build up a following on social media, and when Twitter f first came out, I really enjoyed that as well. But over time, I've found that that, <laughs> that has um, also slowly become a, a stream of noise. And I, I can't remember the last time I logged into Twitter. Um, for a while, I used to just check the little at sign when people would send me something directly, but I found myself checking that even less and less. It just feels like spam. So I, I spend time on Facebook about once a day, mostly to look at uh, pictures of my friends' kids and, uh, and occasionally to share uh, pictures of my cat and, and pictures of um, beautiful downtown Savannah where I live. But for the most part, I don't enjoy social media very much, and I haven't seen a huge of the time I've spent on social media. I've seen a primitive, lim, a pretty limited ROI in terms of the business value. The best thing I can say is that it's a, a place that I can distribute uh, some of my content in the hopes it will get picked up by somebody who can distribute it to a wider audience. But what I am doing is consuming audio. Um, I'm because I'm more mobile. My phone goes with me every everywhere. I, I'm not ashamed to admit that I take it to bed every night because I use it to fall asleep. And sometimes I use audio to fall asleep if I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm moving around a lot and I find myself listening to more and more podcasts, uh, audiobooks, and that, that's really where um, I'm, I'm consuming content. And I, I feel like it's, it's a medium that I'll be able to, to reach people as well. But I think there's actually something more uh, something about having a podcast it feels like i'm actually talking to you and w when i write something you don't get to hear the emotion in my, my voice you don't get to hear like how much when i'm frustrated or struggling with a really really hard problem that doesn't come through the same way when i just write it's a hard problem <laughs> it just it's just something you skim as you're looking at a blog post but if i continue if i can sit here and tell you what my struggles are and how I'm trying to overcome them, that's a lot more powerful. And I think it creates a kind of relationship you have with your audience that you don't get through any other medium. I'm a huge fan of serial podcast and This American Life in general. And uh, it's what the, the stories that they've told in these kind of podcasts have been some of the most enjoyable medium that I've ever heard. Um, so that's it. But I'll say that I'm not going into this without a lot of hesitation. I've thought about doing a podcast for a number of years now. And in the past six months, I've been thinking about it more regularly, talking to people who are doing podcasts, trying to do guest interviews on other people's podcasts and, and learn about their experience. And I've got some concerns. And I think if you're a CMO or you're a startup founder, you, you should have similar concerns about 
is it really worth the amount of time it takes to create these this type of content? In the long run, it's going to be worth the business value. Am I going to get the ROI? Unfortunately, the medium itself doesn't lend itself to transactional type of activity that you can use if you're using data analytics to measure the value of your content. And that's scary for CEOs um, and it's scary for marketers because you don't want to spend tons of time investing in creating something that's going to provide no value. There's too many other things that are competing with our time. So with that in mind, I, I had to try to create some success criteria. And this is a, a personal habit that I'm trying to get to in, in 2016. I'm trying to be a lot more deliberate about how I spend my time. And I think there's this entire movement out there of people who are trying to optimize their, their own time, uh, you know, popular adherence of, of Tim Ferriss to try to sort of um, optimize their own output and productivity. I think some of this, to be honest with you, goes a bit overboard. And I think people spend more time, <laughs> they spend as much time doing productive work as they did trying to optimize their productivity and reading about productivity blogs, it would probably be more productive. But I do think it's valuable to at least consider before I take on anything new, what what am I trying to get out of it? It's just too easy in this digital age to be able to launch into a new project, a new relationship, a new, a new commitment without really considering what we want to get out of it. So for everything that I take on, I'm trying to have a minimum success criteria. And if nothing else, at least it's a promise to myself before I go into something that says, okay, before I go ahead and do this, what am I trying to get out of it? Like, what am I trying to accomplish and, and how can I measure it? And even if the data isn't complete enough to do a true measurement, or I really can't measure the data perfectly, at least it forces me into thinking about why I'm doing something. So that's what I'm going to do with this podcast. I've created my own success criteria, and that is I'm going to do 10 podcasts, not counting this one. And I'm going to avoid getting attracted to any vanity metrics, how many subscribers, how many downloads, how many commenters, but focus on what is most going to be most valuable, what I really want to get out of that. And that is, I'm going to do 10 podcasts, and out of it, I want to get at least one valuable new business relationship that I would have not gotten any other way. Um, now, let me unpack that a bit and tell you what I mean by that. I mean somebody who could be in a potential employee a customer, a partner that I could use as part of running my business or, or running my next business. And I'm going to do that without investing a ton of time into distribution and trying to distribute my content. And I also have to be able to do each of these podcasts on an average in less than two and a half hours per episode. So I don't think those are exceptionally high bars. I think they're achievable. But um, the proof is in the pudding. And if I think if it takes more than two and a half hours to do one of these, if I don't really meet anyone new that I would have not otherwise met, then after doing 10 of these podcasts, I think it's a pretty good indication that I'm not going to get a lot of value and that doing 90 more of them really isn't going to change the outcome. So that's my plan. Um, I hope that's helpful to you. If you're struggling to think about how you can use a medium like podcast in, in building your audience or growing your business, I hope it's helpful to you. And of course, as the next couple of episodes evolve, I'll be sharing what I'm learning from doing to this. I'll tell you if I'm hitting my goals each week. And uh, I look forward to uh, meeting some of you and uh, sharing this experience together. <music>